0: The first thing I'd like to say is um, I'm a firm believer that the 9% fast rate needs to remain. Uh, I've spoken to Minister Donoghue about this as late as last night. Um, I spoke about it in the Senate during the week. I actually believe that the 9% fast rate should be permanent uh, in terms of the tourism and hospitality industry. Um, and <clears throat> it's increasing to 13.5% is something that would worry me. And unfortunately, the indications are uh, that the messaging doesn't seem to be very favourable in terms of keeping it at 13.5%. But I want to, I suppose, assure the businesses and the people in the tourism industry in the county that I have used every opportunity and every avenue that uh, is available to me. Can I just ask you,
1: just Martin, on that I mean, yeah. you know, even as, as as recently as yesterday we were speaking with you know figures from within the hospitality sector in the county yeah. and they were emphasising what we've heard from the Restaurants Association of Ireland recently that, you know, they're obviously calling for the 9% reduced VAT rate to stay, yeah. they're pointing out that 1 in 5 restaurants could be at risk if the government brings it back up to 13.5% that businesses are already under severe pressure with lower margins yeah. and rising costs However, the Finance Minister Michael McGrath has said uh, that with that rate, it would cost 500 million euro to extend it just to the end of the year. So to bring it in permanently, it sounds like it would uh, cost the government a significant amount of money.
0: Yeah, well, you see, what I believe should happen is that there needs to be a, a regional approach taken to this. Uh, for instance, in the cities, uh, uh, I would uh, be very much in favour of increasing it to 13.5% because there's huge um, uh, uh, price gouging and so on going on in the cities. But, in
1: but inter- they'd they'd never stand for that in the cities if they saw the rate going back up to 13.5% for them yeah, and their well, colleagues in more rural areas are, you know, not in cities, it's, uh, remaining more, at 9%. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but you're even at that, Alan. It it can't happen anyway because it seems that uh, it's against EU rules. So I think we need to go back to the drawing board in terms of all of these VAT rates uh, and see, we're talking about targeted approaches. Uh, I mean, certainly a targeted approach, in my view, would be in counties such as Clare and Kerry and other counties uh, that are heavily dependent on tourism uh, for six months of the year. And for another six months of the year, then it's, it's fairly quiet. Uh, but there is um, uh, there is a case to be made for uh, having uh, a VAT rate in areas like that, that would be reflective of the 9%. Okay, uh, uh, but
1: uh, that,
0: that, that, That's another uh, conversation, discussion, but just in terms of the cost of living measures, as you know and the people know, the, the, the Minister for Social Protection and the Public Expenditure and Finance Ministers are meeting with the three-party leaders this afternoon. Uh, to work out a set of measures um, to assist people, because this cost of living uh, issue is continuing and will continue.
1: Oh, and uh, we do know that. But what measures would you like to see extended? Well, aside well, from the VAT rate.
0: Oh yeah, well, what I'd like to see is a mixture. Um, obviously, the most vulnerable people uh, is where the bulk of the resources should go. I think they they'll have to look at some uh, something similar to a Christmas bonus type payment uh, uh, in uh, in the next few weeks uh, to support uh, pensioners. Um, you know we did see uh, last year five hundred euro bonus uh, given to people on social welfare. Uh, we saw uh, monies put in uh, extra monies put in for the fuel allowance. We saw the date of the fuel allowances uh, extended. Uh, we saw the electricity uh, payments and so on. So, in terms of social welfare, uh, I think that we we need to see more of the same in terms of those type of one-off interventions to help people. I, I also believe that we need at least another one electricity credit. Uh, and for the months of March or uh, March and April, people will get the two hundred uh, euro credit uh, onto their bills. That that will be the fourth uh, such type credit. Uh, passed on to people. I certainly believe that we need at least one more of those, if not two, uh, between now and the end of the year.
1: Okay, I, I just want to bring in uh, the Green Party Senator of Minor Roisin Garvey, who's with us as well. Roisin, thanks for joining us. Um, what supports would you like to see? What measures do you think ought to be extended? And would you agree with Martin in relation to the hospitality that are keeping the, the 9% reduced VAT rate?
2: I think the 9% of that is, is a make or break for a lot of our hospitality industry and Clare in particular is so, so reliant on uh, the service industry and tourist industry for jobs. I think it would be uh, deeply worrying if we don't get the 9% retained. Um, I think we have to focus on the most vulnerable. Now, they they are saying that the energy credit didn't work and we have the least ever in arrears for electricity in Ireland this, for this time of year. So that's good. And there is another 200 coming at the end of February, but I do think we have to look at who who are the ones that are still suffering despite what we've done in the past and is it the case that we need to increase children's allowance? Does the fuel allowance need to go up? Um, I don't think it has to be all about just social welfare increases either I think we also have um, a a poor working class as well we have people who go to work and are struggling to pay their bills. I think they will still need extra supports as well and the family income supplement I think should be increased I think with community welfare officers, so if there are working people who are struggling to pay bills, there should be more money given, uh, as was in the past, to the community welfare officers, so people can go and look for extra money off them if they're in dire straits as
1: well. We've seen uh, the shocks saying once again that, look, whatever th- th- this new, is in this new package, it's not going to be a mini-budget. Uh, you know, Martin mentioned <coughs> there... Uh, like to see some sort of Christmas style bonus payment come in you know we've heard Sinn Féin calling for uh, the introduction of a spring bonus would you be supportive of something like that spring bonus or a mini budget despite what the Taoiseach is saying is not going to happen
2: they're just playing with words. I mean, I mean, what, what's coming, you could call it a mini-budget if you want, if they're going to increase social welfare payments and child benefits and living alone allowance and disability allowance, for example, or energy credits, you know, that is like, just, I mean, it's just a play with words. Sinn Féin are looking for a mini-budget. So that's what this is in some ways. You know what I mean? I don't think it's worth talking about what we call this. The most important thing is that we get things done and focus on the most vulnerable. And I think they are just the, they are the people who are working, maybe on minimum wage, or maybe a family who are both working, but they have huge childcare costs and are struggling to pay the bills, as well as those on um, social welfare. Okay,
1: okay, Martin, do you think the government's done enough uh, up to now to help people through this challenging time? You know, your party colleague Richard Bruton was strongly defending. Uh, The government having done enough or more than enough, he was highlighting everything that was in budget 2023, but of course the opposition feel that didn't go far enough, which is why we're seeing this, as Roisin says, whatever term you want to put on it, be it spring bonus, early bonus or mini budget.
0: Yeah, well, Lucas, uh, it has to be remembered that whatever is done, uh, the money is being funded by the taxpayer. So, you know, all of these measures and the measures that the government uh, uh, do put in place uh, are funded and will be funded by the taxpayer uh, either short-term or long-term. Uh, so, you know, we're talking about in excess of a billion, talking about probably 1.2 billion of a package. That's not an insignificant amount of money. And I fully agree with uh, uh, Roshi in terms of targeting and helping the people who are going out uh, and, and working and struggling to, to pay bills at the end of the month. Uh, because that, that that's ultimately, the, the, the objective here is to try and help people through this cost of living crisis until such time as inflation is got under control and we see prices uh, recalibrate in the right direction.
1: Okay, uh, Roisin, Social Democrats, they're calling for the government to deliver on the promise to introduce a a windfall tax on energy companies. Why isn't anything being done in relation to that
2: yet? Yeah, that's coming down the line as well. I I think the plan is to have that ready for next winter. You know what I mean? To be, to be honest, you know, to be brutally honest, probably not saying the most populous thing, but we're coming into the spring now and the summer. And I do think that the the heating and the windfall tax, which can be used for the most vulnerable around heating and insulation, I think we're going to need that more in the autumn. And that's why I think this whole call for a budget, you know, there's no point in constantly having many budgets. You have to plan properly. And as, as Martin said, it's taxpayers' money. You know, we can't just be flippant about it either. I think the windfall tax... We're waiting for the EU to get approval to use it. Um, I think it's going to be coming down the track in the next few months. That's going to be very positive, where we will see the money, the profits made by the energy companies going back into people's pockets directly. I'm hoping to see that hmm. by the autumn. Okay. So we're ready for next
1: winter. One thing that Martin mentioned there was, uh, you know, an additional a fourth electricity credit. Um, your party expected to block it being brought in this summer. It, it, why is that? Is it like you mentioned holding on to, off onto to autumn? Do you feel it'd be a better place to bring it in towards the the back end of the year?
2: I, I do. Yeah. I mean, there's you know the, the figures are showing us that there's the least amount so of people ever in arrears for electricity. And because the weather is getting milder and we have longer days, this is not the time of year they need it. I mean, okay, ideally we give it to them every month, you know, but we have to be frugal about this and be prudent about it, and and we have to box clever with people's taxpayers' money. Because mm, there'll be I
1: some think people who think... are looking at that and they'll be saying, geez I can't, I can't hang on that long until you know afford that afford that Ford credit to come in."
2: Yeah, but they're going to need it more in the winter. I mean, they, they won't freeze if they can't pay their heating now. And there is, you know, there is ways. We, we put a moratorium on people getting cut off from their electricity. So there is, that's not going, you know, that is not a big fear. But I, I just think that there's going to be more struggling next winter than there will be this spring, because the, the next 200 is still coming. So that's going to bring them up to the end of March. So then you're into April. Okay. So April and May I mean if you can't bring it in every month is April may a better month or October November for, for to help people with their heat heating bills you know what, what I think do you, the answer is, is kind of obvious.
1: okay what do, what do you make of that Martin you you, 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 you brought up the, the fourth electricity credit. Uh, do you agree that it should be held off until the autumn um, and do you agree with the reasons that Roisin's laid out there? would you prefer to see it come in in the summer because there will be well, some people sure. who just be who'll need it as soon as possible.
0: Yeah, well, what I've said is that I want to see a Ford electricity credit in 2023. Um, you know, when it, when it comes in, uh, in, like people are going to be getting their, uh, their March-April bill, there will be a 200 euros credit. So when the next one comes... I, I, it doesn't really bother me once it's committed that, uh, that people know that this 200 euros is going to be coming to them. Uh, I think that's important. But just in terms of Sinn Féin, and you were mentioning Sinn Féin uh, earlier on in the interview Alan. but I, I've been listening to Mary Lou Macdonald, President of Sinn Féin, on uh, leaders question from the Dáil over the last few weeks, and it's quite interesting the amount of taxpayers' money she wants to spend uh, they want to reopen a, a, read, a, a, a historical redress scheme, which potentially could leave the state uh, exposed to seven billion. Uh, they believe that what was done in last year's budget wasn't enough. And they've already said they believe what's going to happen next, Tuesday won't be enough.
1: But so that's the, the job uh, of an opposition party. The, you yeah, know, The, the they, highlight that they feel you're not doing enough and that they could do the job better.
0: Yeah, but sure. Uh, uh, the, the job of an opposition party also is to say where they're going to get the money. Uh, because ultimately, if to open the traditional or, or the historical reader scheme you're talking about 7 billion. Uh, I'd love to know where, get, where they propose to get this money. Uh, okay,
1: well, look, look, Mary Lou Macdonald isn't here to tell us where they think that money will sure, come yeah. from. So we'll move on. Can I just well, ask gonna, you? I'm can gonna, I now just ahead moving ahead. on, Martin? Can I ask you why why yeah. can't the regulator investigate why the drop in the wholesale cost of fuel hasn't been passed on to consumers yet?
0: Yeah, well, I do believe that the regulator needs to examine uh, uh, the, the reasons for that. There seems to be, in my view, uh, an undue delay uh, in terms of the wholesale price dropping. And uh, that then manifests in itself uh, 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 in the fuel tanks or customers. Uh, I just it doesn't make sense to me, and uh, I would, uh, I think, further clarity and explanation is needed on that, to be quite frank.
1: But, uh, it. you know, do you think the government need to actually strengthen the powers uh, that the regulator has? As an example of why the power should be strengthened? Yeah, I
2: do. I think we need to put them under more pressure. I mean, there's there's some explanation for why there'd be a delay. There isn't an explanation for why it'd be eighteen months to two years. Um, the explanation that we were given was that the the companies had to invest at a very high cost to them in advance of last winter. So that cost is still, they've still been carrying that cost, but that they should be able to buy next autumn, bring the price down. So I think that's what we should be pushing for.